when I was at Asbury College. Ooh, that seems like a long time ago. 1973. Just curious, how many were born after 1973? Raise your hands. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I belong, I belong in the antique shop garage next to Barbara, Barbara's house on the main street. You know, that's where I belong. I'm that old. But back at Asbury, in those years, more than 45 years ago now, I think for me, a professor of biblical literature whose name was Howard Hankey. Anybody that was an Asburyan that remembers Howard Hankey? Joy, you remember Dr. Hankey? No. She's a young thing. And you do, though, Bruce. Thank you for bailing me out on the Phillips side of the bench there. That's a, that, you, Dr. Hankey was a godly, godly man. However, me uh, being in my journey, sometimes I, I'd been known to nod off in his class or two. Kind of like some of you have been known to nod off in my sermons a time or two. You know, it's a mutual thing once in a while. Everybody does it. And, uh, and so Dr. Hankey wrote me a note one time, Brother Smith, why don't you take my 11 o'clock class instead of my 8 o'clock class? You might hear my lectures. And, and he left and he put, he put there, I'd never seen a professor ever say, he put ha, 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 ha afterwards. He just didn't seem to me to be the type that would write ha, ha, ha. But I did take his 11 o'clock, and I did remember some things from that 11 o'clock. And I want you to know, in final exam week, back when Asbury was on the quarter system, we had three of those, you know, and then the fourth was the summer, he decided that he wanted to serve us communion and pray for us before taking his exam. Brother Doug, I don't know if that was good news or bad news. Either, either he was just this wonderful guy that wanted to pray for us, or he had a barn burner of exam none of us were going to pass, and he wanted to pray. I don't know which it was. But he never got to the final exam. He got so caught up in the communion service. And he gave an illustration, and I've given it before, but I'm going to give it again this morning. Because I'm remembering today how communion captures us. Communion captures us. Seems like Charles Finney, who was the well-known revivalist of the 19th century, he wrote a book called The Revival Lectures that were the most widely disseminated book on American revivals of religion. He also later became pastor of uh, a church in Harlem, New York and did very, very well there. And after that, took the presidency of Oberlin College. Finney made a formidable impression. He was six feet, six inches tall, a really big strapping guy. And he was preaching with enthusiasm in Detroit, Michigan. And after the service, one of the men came up from the back of the church and said, uh, Brother Finney, do you believe what you preach tonight? And he said, what words are you thinking about? And, and the man said, the part you said where if we confess our sins, that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you believe that? And he said, oh, son, I believe it with all of my heart. 
He said, then will you meet with me tomorrow at 10 o'clock? And he said, I will. I'll meet you right on the, the porch of the church. And so uh, the man left. Several of the elders of the church came forward and began to admonish Finney. You, you don't want to meet with that guy. He's a notorious underworld guy and really a shady character in the city of Detroit. And Finney said, well, I gave you my word that I'm going to meet with him, so I'm going to meet with him. So the next morning, Finney was on the steps of the church, and this man came, and he said, follow me, Mr. Finney. And he went through a series of, of uh, back alleys and got to a saloon and drinking establishment and a gambling house. And the man opened the door and invited Mr. Finney in, and he, uh, he stood by the roulette wheel, and he said, you see this wheel? It's as crooked as sin itself. I can control it. And I've taken the last dime of people gambling in this establishment, and one of them recently, who went out the door and took his life because I had all that he had. Can God forgive a man like me? He said, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses a person from all sin. He said, follow me. And he went around to a sawdust room and there was a, there was a, a bar there that looked like the old prohibition speakeasies, they tell me. And he, he said, you see this liquor? I sell cheap liquor. It's not worth what I ask for, but people are hooked and they come here and I, I keep on serving them no matter how inebriated and I've helped these people stumble in vice without any virtue. What's God going to do with a man like me? And he said, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the man began to sob. And he said, uh, I'm hooked on this stuff. And he held the bottle up. He said, I went home a while ago in a drunken stupor. And I began to yell at my wife and our beautiful little daughter Maggie got in between my wife and me and I slapped that little girl. I was out of my mind. She fell back against our stove and she, she burned herself and she'll have some scars for life. And sobbing, he said, can God do anything with a man like me? Then he was a big guy. He picked the guy up. He said, sir, you've got a black, dark story. Sinful but I have good news for you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'd like to see you in church. Then he put him down and he left. Within 15 or 20 minutes later, the man had emptied the bottles, smashed the gambling stuff. 
lit it on fire. He burned the place down. He was staggering across the street to go to his home, and his wife saw him coming, thinking that uh, he was drunk again. But he got in the door, and he said, Honey, come to me and bring Maggie. Maggie was clutching the back of her mom's apron, a little afraid to approach her dad. He began to sob. He put both of his arms around his family. And he said, today, I want you to know, I'm turning to God. I believe God is sending you a new husband, a new daddy today, and I want you to be ready tonight. We're going to church to hear Mr. Finney preach the message. And that night at the end of the revival service, this man holding his daughter's hand and his wife holding the other hand came down. They gave their heart to Christ. That man became a renowned lay leader in his witness for Jesus Christ in the city of Detroit, Michigan. And do you want to know why? Because he dared to believe that God means it when he says in his word, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from how much? All unrighteousness. All. Dr. Hanke, he so gloriously served us communion we led it all around to the 3 o'clock class that they didn't have an exam, it was communion, and he gave them the exam at 3. I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but I know this. I'll never forget the story when I was supposed to be taking a, an 11 o'clock final exam of a professor in his early 80s, 80s so caught up with the promise of God that human hearts could be transformed in a moment's time. Do you believe that here today at Trinity in the third service? Do you believe if we put our trust in Jesus Christ that he can cleanse us, not just forgive. It didn't say forgive. Cleanse, wash, whiter than snow from all unrighteousness. So I thought, I'm going to tell Hanky's story at communion this morning. And that's going to be the invitation to the sacrament. And if you come and you dare to trust in Jesus Christ and ask him to cleanse your heart, you'll leave filled with God's spirit. The promise of God ruling is the measure of faith in your heart. And how transforming is that faith? In a moment, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things made new. And that sacred faith is the victory for you. The victory for me that overcomes the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.